And now it's time for the podcast, Sustainable Dad. Hey, Duncan here. I wanted to take a, a different track this week. The last two podcasts coming up after this one, which will wrap out the season for Sustainable Dad, will feature two guys who uh, just work in regular jobs. So one of the things I was kind of getting as feedback on the podcast was, you know, a lot of these are economists and um, big picture people. And how do we burrow this down into everyday jobs and everyday life? And so uh, I'm going to feature two different guys to help us think through sustainable living at home practically. Um, But this week, I actually wanted to take a moment and talk through how this whole thing came about for me and why I suddenly got very passionate about sustainability. Um, And it all starts with something called the IPCC. Now, this is the Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Change. Uh, In 2016, I think it was, they set up the Paris Agreement. And this was a way to fight climate change. 197 nations got involved. And essentially what they looked at over the course of... Um, the last few years is the level of carbon dioxide as it increases. Now, the reason that I think this is a really important conversation is because there is a a significant degree of debate over whether or not climate change is real. Because when you're talking about an increase in CO2, you're dealing with fractions of a percent in an atmosphere. But that's really significant. If you were to cover your body in plastic wrap, you wouldn't be able to breathe. And it might only account for a fraction of a percent of your overall weight, but it can have a significant effect. And that's the same deal with CO2. And so you can go and look up the IPCC. In fact, uh, one of the things they have when it comes to scientific research is for all the scientific research findings they release is that there is a period of debate for it. And what we are seeing is an unprecedented increase in temperature. Now, that doesn't seem all that significant when you say temperature has gone up a degree. You know, a, the difference between a 24-degree day and a 25-degree day isn't very significant. But that's not how an average increase in temperature works. Your concern is at the extremes. Um, there is snow on mountains in Australia in November. That's really unusual. You have had an unseasonably cold day. We have had in Australia in 2019 over a million hectares in New South Wales burn. There was an unseasonably warm day and the right weather conditions to see what is now known as a catastrophic fire warning. A million hectares on fire. That is not normal. And Australia is known for having bushfires, but part of the plant's ecology is to recover from a bushfire, but not a million hectares. And so you're looking around and you're seeing evidence of this. You've got scientists from 197 countries gathering together to walk through this Um There is another website called The Carbon Brief. And The Carbon Brief kind of breaks down pictorially what it looks like for global warming. So if the entire global temperature was to go up one and a half degrees, what would happen? 
you'd see an increase in heat waves, heat waves. You'd see a decrease in fresh water. You would see a slight increase in intense heavy rainfall. Crop yields would go down. Um, sea levels would rise. You know, and it walks through what would happen. The thing is, is that it happens on a small level, but has a radical impact. So think about this. Um, Degree and a half increase in temperature changes the entire ecology of coral reefs all around the planet. Okay, suddenly you have coral bleaching, and that's really significant. If you get coral bleaching, then you have an issue with where um, young fish and marine life develop, and that has a really significant knock-on effect. And so kind of as I was processing through all these different things, I was starting to become really aware of the amount of CO2 that I produce has a lasting impact. But the advantage is, is that, you know, I live in Australia. It's a wealthy country. Because it's a wealthy country, um, you know, I come from a highly educated background. I have multiple degrees. Um, I've been really blessed. And so I feel like the emphasis is on me to do something about it. And so that's where the whole journey started because um, I, I didn't get passionate about sustainability until I got um, my head around climate change. And so I think once I, I, I could get that framework right in my head, I started to see the seriousness of the predicament. And I've got two young kids and I don't want to leave them with a world that they have to triage back into health. And that was really disconcerting for me. And so as a result of that, I was like, well, how do we do this better? How do we change stuff so that I might create an environment as at home as a parent where we're just really aware of what we're doing? Now, that's where all of this conversation is kind of sparked from. And, and it does mean that those little impacts on small scales do have knock-on effects. But it's got to start in my home, right? Like I, I can campaign for, for social change. I can campaign for government level changes to ensure that Australia can be more sustainable. But surely it has to start in the home. And so that's where I kind of, I kind of got to and I was like, okay, well, that's why I'm going to launch Sustainable Dad is that I wanted this to be a learning exercise. I do not have all the answers. But as far as I can see from the research, we have a global problem. And this, for me, is a social justice issue. So one of the mantras for my life is as a person of faith, as a Christian, we have like a saying for a house, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. And that comes from Micah 6.8. That's a big deal. To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. Because climate change affects countries that aren't the major CO2 producers. And so socio lower socioeconomic developing nations are hardest hit by climate change. Extreme weather, crop erosion lack of fish in the ocean. I mean, you could even throw in plastic pollutants right now in the ocean as a major issue. Those things mean that someone is struggling harder to make it work for life 
as a direct result of what I do in Australia. There's a knock-on effect. And so that, that for me got me very passionate. Climate change is a social justice issue. Sustainability is a social justice issue. You live with a massive carbon footprint. There is a knock-on effect that is felt somewhere on earth as a result of this. And so that's why I go, I've got to do something. And the only place that for me it could start was in the house. I've got two kids. I've got a wife. Let's change our attitude. And we don't have it figured out. Like, we don't live zero waste. We're not there yet. We're a long way off, but we're trying to get better. We're not hugely sustainable, but I'm looking at putting in grey water systems in the house, a proper rainwater system. These things will allow us to reuse water better, lowering our footprint. And so that's my encourage to you is do the research. Now, the thing is, is I'll say to you, go and look at the IPCC, right, which is the special intergovernmental panel set up by the United Nations to examine climate change. The scariest statistic is what happens if we go up two degrees? What happens if we go up five degrees? Five degrees is bad news, okay? This is not a problem for 20 years from now. This is a problem for today. And the technology exists for us to make wholesale radical changes to the way that we live with minimal sacrifices that will ensure that we can have a more sustainable way of living. It's possible right now. And that's, that's where, that's where the, this podcast started was with Damon Gamo and, he, and his um, movie 2040 is that there is a way forward. You can put in Australia, you can put solar on the roof. That's there's a rebate for that. Many councils have a rebate for a rainwater system. There's such thing as a rain garden, and some councils have rebates for rain gardens. These are all incredibly important. And so I just want you to take a moment and think through the possibility of what you could do. Do do the research. Go and check out the IPCC. Check out Carbon Brief. Check out the Climate Reality Project. There are so many people on Instagram who are living zero waste and have simple, easy hints for you to adopt into your home to make a difference. This is your opportunity to make a difference. And so, and so that's my encouragement is, is that I think if you're going to get passionate about sustainability, you, you probably have to get passionate about climate change and un- understand the impact of what living an unsustainable way looks like. And I don't want to seem like a greenie because, you know, like I don't want to guilt you into it. I just want you to be passionate about it and understand it, like understand all the information that's out there. And it will start to point you in the right direction. So that's my encouragement. That's this week. Next week, we'll uh, talk with uh, Lee Stewart. The week after that, we're going to talk with Colin Flynn, who's a uh, plumber doing stuff sustainably. Um, It should be a good chat. Anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in to Sustainable Dad. You can follow me on Instagram. My Insta tag is Ultra Robbo. It's pretty easy to find me on Facebook as well. Um, If you've got any questions, you've got any comments, send them through. You can find me on Twitter. 
Um, thanks for listening to Sustainable Dad. And if you haven't liked this or given a review on uh, podcasts, I'd love you to do that because that's the way this will kind of promote it. Tell your friends, tune in. Hopefully this is helpful for you. Uh, love you checking it out. Thanks a lot. See you later. Thank you.